When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Peter Dowdle at the IrishGardener.com joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. I was just, as I was coming on air, I was actually answering a question on Facebook and it's relevant because I'd say a lot of people would have the same question. Somebody was saying to me that their hostas are, are, have been eaten by slugs. What should they do? He said he's tried slug pellets. Should he just cut them back and try again? So uh, preempting a lot of questions that you might get. Yes, that's yeah. probably the best advice. If, if your hostas have been attacked by slugs, uh, you're not going, even if you do get on top of the slug problem, those leaves that have been eaten are still going to look terrible. So yeah, just cut it back, cut it back quite hard and hope for the best with the new leaves. Yeah, I had, I used to have that problem in my garden. I have two hostas that were constantly getting e- eaten by slugs and then I got this, the slug pellets that you advised, the good ones, because I don't like the beer traps. But then the hedgehogs moved into the garden and they sorted that problem. Haven't had a slug attack good. in my hosta yeah, since. Well, that's what you want. Here's one uh, that a gentleman contacted us about earlier. Now, he said, the man in my local graveyard, so I'm assuming the caretaker, told me that they are able to manage Japanese knotweed with a special insect. Does Peter know anything about this? Have you heard of any insect being used to treat knotweed? Where, where did he say? He just said the man in his local graveyard. Okay, his okay. local graveyard. Uh, well, the, re- the reason I asked was in case you were getting a caller from China, because there there is an insect, like like everything, like you referred to there with the hedgehogs controlling the slugs in your garden in Cork. Uh, the natural balance is what will control everything. So if you have a natural balance, what that means is the richer the diversity of species in the garden, the less likelihood there is of any one species gaining, you know, an unnatural advantage. So when we interfere with that natural balance, so in other words, when we when we put on a slug pellet that is going to kill the predators like hedgehogs and birds, well, then the slug population will increase much quicker than the hedgehog and bird population. And we've interfered with the natural balance. So if we now go to the question about Japanese knotweed in Japan, obviously, they have their natural balance and there's different different um, species they're talking about, obviously, but it's the same principle. So. Japanese knotweed doesn't is does not take over in Japan because there's enough predators. There's there's mites and moths that feed on it. Okay, so there's a psyllid moth which feeds on the Japanese knotweed. They did trial it down in Cornwall, 
in the UK over the last few years with varying different results. First of all, obviously, they had to be very, very careful before they introduced another insect that it wasn't going to cause trouble in its own right. Uh, and to the best of my knowledge, it, it doesn't. But also because of the UK climate being different to the Japanese climate, it hasn't thrived. So it hasn't really, to the best of my knowledge, managed to control the Japanese knotweed problem in England. If it's being used in a cemetery in Ireland, it's certainly the very first I've heard about it. Uh, but far be it for me to say say they're not. I don't know. So it I is, haven't heard about it. It is possible. Yeah. And actually, I there was a gorgeous, a gorgeous picture on the back page of the Irish Examiner today, and it is the head gardener Jack Murphy in UCC's Wildflower Meadow, and uh, the UCC campus is uh, ensuring biodiversity. And they're the first university in Ireland uh, to plant a wild garden, and it's under the headline "Upside Daisy," and it's just a meadow full of these ox eyed daisies. It's stunning. Brilliant. I wonder where that is in UCC. I, yeah. must, have, I must find it. Keep a look out uh, for it. Because it's... Wild, well, yeah, and wildflower, wildflower meadows and even if you don't have a, an area like the UCC campus, just a patch of wildflower seeds in your own garden will really, really help the situation. OK, let me get straight into questions. And this was a letter that arrived in from Jack in uh, Waterfall, uh, who has a question for two, two issues for Peter. Mildew on gooseberry bushes, reduced produce. Should I have sprayed them earlier, and which I did not? And the second issue is brown leaves on British Queen potato stalks. I started spraying them last, the last week of May, every 10 days with bluestone and washing soda. So, okay, firstly, mildew on gooseberry bushes. Well, it's actually a similar similar solution to both. So, bluestone, which is copper sulphate, is the, the correct preventative for blight. It's also the correct preventative for mildew on your gooseberries. But I, I kind of shudder when I hear him saying that he's spraying it every 10 days. It's copper sulphate, and you don't want to be putting it on every 10 days into something that you're then going to be eating. So, be careful on how often you use it. With British Queens, they're, early, they're obviously they're early, so... I would I'd nearly lift them now if they, if you've got symptoms of blight over the ground curling leaves it may not be blight obviously uh, but I would just lift them they they should be well ready to to go by now so I wouldn't be spraying any more bluestone on them just just lift them and harvest them okay um, and, and enjoy with, with them and in oh god nothing like it but uh with the, the 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 gooseberry give them a shot of copper sulfate remove the worst of the infected leaves and stems just physically prune them off a shot of copper sulfate but only once i wouldn't do it more than once in a year maybe twice maximum uh, and hopefully you should be okay okay good luck with that uh jack and an email in from eileen gardening question please a cat went into my greenhouse a few times and done his business in one area near the onions should i have should i dig away that section Yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. That there can be very harmful pathogens in, in animal feces. So, so just, yeah, I would. I just would, get I'd rid. Be careful. OK, yeah. a question for Peter, please. I've got lovely yellow roses and they're all in full flower. No black spot, no green fly, nothing. But the flowers are falling away after about two to three days. Now, I didn't feed them during the year, but it seems to be happening every year. Would a feed help? What does Peter think? feeding shouldn't really uh, like feeding feeding roses is always worthwhile because they're one plant that do like to be kept well fed and that you will get more and better quality blooms from feeding so it may have a it may have an impact on on that but it's unlikely when they're falling like the the plant is fine there's no sign of fungal infection or fungal problems it's producing flowers but they're just falling a bit early that sounds to me more like a bit of drought and a drought doesn't mean drought in terms of water shortage drought just means that, that plant has dried out or it might be in a soil that's a bit too dry so i'd be paying more attention to a good mulch around the plant 
at this time of the year and again in winter uh, you could mulch it with with bark mulch composted bark your own homemade compost farmyard manure whatever you want just to mulch it with because the mulching apart from the other benefits of mulching what it'll do is it'll slow down uh, water loss through evaporation and also mulching with an organic matter like any of the ones I mentioned will improve the soil texture and structure and improve the ability of the soil to hold water near the plant so it really is the best thing you could be doing so at the moment I know there's a hose pipe ban but use whatever water you can um, even grey water from the sink like we discussed last week Trish and put that out onto the roses but I would say that it, that's what's causing it more than more than any need for feed or any illness. Okay, Teresa says, could you please ask Peter, what results could one expect from sowing flower seeds that are out of date by a year or so, unopened? I had great intentions. Thanking you, says Teresa. <laughs> I know what you're going. You're intentions. going to say, plant away. Of course, I am. Number one, give it a go because you, they're certainly not going to come if you throw them out. But the, I, I, I really laugh when I see best before dates and flower seeds because. Flowers, depending on the species, obviously, but most flower seeds will remain viable for many, many years, certainly longer than you and I are going to live, Trish. Uh, and like wildflower seeds, like poppies not in the ground, can stay viable for three and four hundred years. So and then they put a best before date two years time. Um, I think that's marketing at its best. So definitely plant them. I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't all germinate. Yeah, I saw somebody who had planted uh, seeds that they found they were 10 years out of date and they all grew and everything was fine. Uh, hi, uh Patricia, could you ask Peter, uh, where can I buy the organic plant food that he often mentions? I live in Beira. I don't know where in Beira you're going to get it. They're talking, I imagine, about the Nature Safe, which I've mentioned a lot recently. Um, it's an Irish product, an organic product, and it's very, very good plant food. They do a range of sustainably produced seaweed feeds. Um, I know, the, like I mentioned last week, I know Bandon Co-op do it, Dairy Gold Co-ops do it. Um, so I don't know exactly where in Beira, but like as I say, it's a product that's made in Galway. So your local garden centre should find it very easy to get it. Uh, go and ask for it, and I, I and if like I'm kind of of the opinion, um, you know, garden centres should have it because we all need to support Irish businesses yeah, at the moment. So if you want, if you want, if you want uh, the consumers and the public to support your local garden centre, well then you should be lo- supporting the local plant food maker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all, it all needs to go around. So. If go to your local garden centre, Nature Safe is the name of the range. It's made in Galway. I can't see any reason why they wouldn't have it. Okay, Mary in Lazard, a question for Peter, please. Now, and I'm going to make a stab at this. Uh, we have Asiatic lilies leaf. However, the Asiatic, bu- yeah. Asiatic, I'm close. However, the yeah. buds turned brown and fell off. Any suggestions for why this would happen and what food would Peter recommend for lilies? Uh, well, the, the nature safe tomato food is probably the one I'd use there. But um, and even now, because that, that unfortunately, the fact that the buds have fallen off, they're not going to produce more. But that that stem is actually I was going to say that stem is going to die back into the bulb. So feed it. But what I'd actually in, in, encourage you to do in this situation is to prune off that stem that's above the ground, because that's a fungal problem that uh, when the blossom falls off like that, it's a fungal disease. So um, like I was saying with the gooseberry, it was earlier remove the infected growth, the infected the infected uh, stems. So with the lily, obviously, there's only one. So remove that infected leaf, infected stem. Uh, feed the bulb then with the tomato food, just as it's, it's it, when the stem should be dying back. Um, and then also treat the bulb with a dusting of copper sulfate. So the copper sulfate that we were referring to, it comes in a powder, you mix it with water, you water it on. But in this instance, I think once you take the bulb out of the ground, I would just dust it with the dust. 
because it is a fungal problem that's causing that. And unfortunately, there's nothing that can be done this year for it. Johnny McCroom, uh, Peter, when can I cut back broom and how often do I spray potatoes? Well, the spraying potatoes, we did we dealt with there earlier. So with, if you're using copper sulfate as a blight preventative or bluestone, um, I would say maximum twice in a season, ideally just once and maximum twice. If they're early potatoes, like I said, or like we, sorry, like we were saying earlier, uh, if they're showing any signs of blight, I would just whip them out of the ground now. Blight is obviously more of a problem with your main crop. So I would spray with bluestone realistically i would spray them now because there have been a few blight warnings spray it now and then really hope for the best uh and the first part of the question was when to cut uh, broom when to cut so, broom yeah broom would ideally be cut just after flowering which is just gone a bit late for it now now it, pruning it now you won't do any harm to it but broom uh by pruning that now you could sacrifice some of next year's flowers because it will produce flowers next spring's flowers on growth produced this year. So by pruning it too late in this season, you will be cutting off next year's flowers. But uh, I think you're probably not too late. There's still enough growth left in this season to give you more more flowers. But uh, going forward, the minute you see the last flower in it, cut it back then. And do cut broom back because they do tend to get leggy and woody if you don't. OK, a couple of people have point, want to tell you that the UCC Wildlife uh, p- Park is on the Western Road, the, the, the wildlife that I was talking about, oh, the, okay. uh, the flowers. Okay. Uh, the, thank the meadow, you. yeah. Uh, the meadow, thank you. Uh, after toppling a tree, says Bill, should the <coughs> cut branch be sealed and if so with what? There's two schools of thought on it. So I err on the side of, of not sealing it but it's a bit like you know if you get a, a cut in your hand or if a child mm-hmm. gets cut in their hand or, or any part do you put a plaster on or do you leave it open to the elements? It's the same kind of theory obviously with some cuts you, of course you, you'd cover them um, and it's the same with the tree so if it's a good clean cut that's been done professionally and it's been flushed with the, the bark or flushed with the main trunk um I would leave well alone. The tree trees are magic. The tree would callous over that cut all on its own and protect it the same way as as our skin does. If it's a ragged cut or if it's storm damage or if some of the the bark peeled away and if it's a dirty cut, well then that's less easy for the for the tree to callous over. So in that case you nearly would. Um the 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 reasons against doing it, it's it's again similar to the reasons against doing it on our own skin. It's that the, the tree can't breathe. It, it, so Actually, by sealing it, you seal it to prevent disease getting in. It's like a liquid plaster, if you like. So you seal it to prevent disease getting in. But the downside is the tree can't breathe. So it's it's a kind of balancing act. And I'm, I, I'm not on the fence of it. I are on the side of not sealing it and then just keeping an eye on it. Could you ask, Peter, I've got peonies in a pot. There is a clear sticky thing on them every morning and there's still only buds. Will they ever open? They're there for ages. Can't put them in the ground as we have limey soil. It's a Canturk listener. Hard to answer that one without seeing it, I'm afraid. A clear, sticky substance, I presume they mean on the bud. So a certain amount of that can be actually quite natural with peonies, depending. But uh, it's it's very possibly a honeydew secretion, which is if there are any green fly or aphids anywhere around, either on the, I imagine if they were on the peony, they would have said it. But if they were nearby, when when they're when they're laying their larvae, they, they secrete this honeydew. It's a sticky a sticky secretion as I say uh, that and that could of course call, stop the flower from opening properly so a wash with soapy water is kind of all you can do and 
funny because I was just writing about peonies there now because they have been magnificent. They, of course, the mm. colour doesn't want to hear this, but they have been magnificent this year. They've loved the April and May hot, sunny weather that we had, uh, and they've really been thriving. But in this case, I, I would maybe just get some hot, soapy water and wash the, wash the buds. I know it may sound a bit extreme, but it, it, it should pay dividends. OK, I've very little time left on this, but could you offer Eileen some uh, advice? She uh, she wants to talk about glass houses. What would you suggest as to about about uh, how do you start with a glass house size, where to situate it and where's the best one to buy one? Where would you direct Eileen to get advice on glass houses? Okay, yeah, it's not a quick one to answer. It's no. the best thing to do with direct. Well, I think I would direct uh, Eileen, come towards my own Facebook page. That's the Irish Gardener on Facebook and we can get a conversation going on it. There's over 100,000 gardeners follow it every week. So you'll get lots of suggestions. Your local garden centre will be a good place. But I know you're caught for time, so I won't go into it. But the, you're right to be asking these questions because it's vital that you get right the aspect, the shelter from the wind and a good quality one. So get on to me on Facebook or as your local garden centre. And, the, and they're a good investment. Oh, absolutely. They extend the, the, the growing season. Uh, you can be out gardening in the middle of winter. Oh, absolutely. A great investment. OK. All right. Uh, listen, thank you for that. Are you have a good week? Yeah, a busy, busy week? Busy week. I think gardeners seem to be the busiest men in Ireland at the moment. So, yeah. Are you OK? <laughs> busy. Well, but, uh, but you know what? Lovely and great. It's great. It's great to be busy and it's great that the weather is good. And it's great that everybody is developing a, a, a newfound, in many cases, a newfound appreciation for all things gardening. Yeah, it's, I keep looking for the pluses out of COVID-19 and I do think that's going to be one of them. Listen, have a lovely week. That's we'll talk one. next Wednesday. Thanks for that. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. That is uh, Peter Dowdell. And you can check him out on the Irish uh, Gardener at his uh, web, at his uh, Facebook page. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.